This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. This BFM Budget 2021 special is brought to you by Marsing. Hello, I'm Hanif Baharuddin. You're tuned into the show that brings you closer to the people and places of our capital city. We're close to the tabling of Budget 2021, and considering what we're currently going through at the moment, it's safe to say that a lot of people will be paying a much closer attention to it. I'm no government official or an authority on this, but looking at it as an outsider, uh, you know that in crafting the budget, it's important to make sure that it resonates with the people or the rakyat, especially among the grassroots. Uh, engagement is important, and in this day and age, attention should also be given to our future generations, you know, our youths. Selangor Youth Community, a youth-focused non-profit NGO, recognizes this and a couple of months back, they started an engagement process through an event called Selangor Youths Have a Say. But before we speak about the event, let's get to know them first. Here's Nurul Azwa, CEO of Selangor Youth Community with the introduction. Hello, my name is Azwa. I'm from Selangor Youth Community, or in short, we call it SAY. Say is founded by His Highness Tengku Amir Shah Ibn Sultan Sharafuddin Idris Shah Al-Hajj, the Crown Prince of Selangor in 2016. In 2016, when RMS just came back for good from the UK, His Highness noticed that there was so much negativity going around among the young people. People criticizing each other every day, cyberbullying and body shaming. They have so much energy and time. So RMS was hoping to channel all this energy into something positive. Hence, RMS founded Say. The inspiration behind the establishment of SAY is that RMS wants to create a vibrant and progressive youth community in Selangor. So we did a pro bono study in collaboration with Boston Consulting Group to identify the interests of young people in Selangor. We came up with the scalable four focus areas to reflect the youth interests, entrepreneurship, arts and creative, sports and community service. Our role is that to provide a platform for young people to unearth and explore their potential And our ultimate goal is to create global champions coming from Selangor in these four focus areas. So basically, Selangor Youth Have a Say is actually an initiative by RMS himself to provide opportunity for young people in Selangor to voice out their opinion on what they think should be there in the upcoming budget 2021. Actually, this is not the first time we did something like this. We had a few rounds of roundtable discussion before on on a healthy lifestyle, for example, uh, where we give opportunity for our youth stakeholders to raise their opinions and we take note of their suggestions. So basically, this exercise gives our young people hope that their voices are heard and as a form of encouragement for them to participate in the nation-building agenda. Let's talk a lot more about what Selangor Youth have to say. Um, you came up with the process of engaging with grassroots, but how did you decide on which NGOs to engage with and the kind of division that you made uh, during the event? Because I think when I attended the brainstorming session, uh, I realized that it was divided into like uh, multiple categories, right? In terms of tackling the budget. So you have like gender-responsive budget, and then you have mental issues, political economic empowerment, employment from the demand perspective, employment from the supply perspective, uh, employment based on structure, looking at the structure, mm-hmm. and then you have entrepreneurship, um, including digital and gig economy, and then you have education um, divided into two categories, right? Uh, so how did you first uh, look for all these uh, NGOs that are, I think, mostly based in Selangor, and also how do you come up with these categories? 
Um, so basically, the invited guests are from various backgrounds, as you mentioned. Uh, we invited students from university and vocational college. Why we also invited vocational college? Because before this, whenever we mention about students or mahasiswa, it's always about university students at public and private uni. So the students at vocational colleges who are studying TVET, for example, are rarely get the opportunity to be heard. So in this exercise, we also invited them. Lah. And we invited people from the education institutions, from the admins, the lecturers, from the management side as well, because you we want the discussion to be well-rounded. We also invited the employers, think tank agencies, non-profit organizations, independent organizations, activists, experts, and the Malaysian Youth Council. These people, they were selected based on their active track record in youth development initiatives. They are involved in the groundwork and have the insight on what is lacking among the young people and how we can improve the youth quality of life. That's why we invited these parties, lah, these stakeholders. Mm. And one of one of the stakeholders that you invited also uh, is from Talent Bank Group, uh, Ben Ho. Uh, ben, uh, why don't you introduce yourself and explain a bit your experience being approached by, say, to be a part of this uh, event. Uh, Talent Bank Group is basically uh, established in 2011. We are a global employer branding, recruitment, and market research and education specialist. It's basically a, a talent ecosystem that we built for enhancing uh, graduate employability. Some of the key pillars of products that we do is actually career fair, employer branding awards. We do market research. We also have school of career. We help the B40 group and also the unfortunate one to, to, to get educated. Can you just uh, explain a bit uh, what was it like to be approached by SA to be a part of this event? Of course, uh, thank you for say for inviting me, and we are happy to contribute with, with our ideas throughout the sessions. Mm. Yeah, so uh, let's talk about the event itself. I was told that even before the event on the fifth of August, there were actually a session uh, prior to that 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 you guys had with with the stakeholders, right? Can you explain yes. a bit what's the what was the process like then? All right, so um, the session, actually the session on the 5th of August, uh, it was split into two parts. Like you mentioned, the first part is the roundtable and brainstorming session uh, where we invited the selected and targeted 40 stakeholders to get their ideas on what is it like in the in the real, uh, at the ground. Okay, and then um, the second part is the town hall session with 250 guests. Um, this one, actually, we would like to invite more, but we have to follow lah, the SOP given by the Malaysian Security Council. And at the same time, even before the session itself, we also conducted a pre-roundtable discussion prior to the event to collect ideas and proposals from various agencies and use stakeholders in Selangor. So actually, uh, some of the proposals, we already sent it to the Ministry of Finance for the further action. Mm, yeah, and how did you come up with the categories that I mentioned earlier in the interview? Like, for example, tackling the budget and looking at it from the perspective of gender, um, employment, and employment definitely got like a like a bigger breakdown, right? Divided into three mm-hmm. separate categories. Yeah, so who came up with with those divisions or those those angles or those perspectives to tackle? Alright, so basically, um, the Ministry of Finance uh, they did a jelajah belanjawan, basically road tour um, to all Malaysia, and each state actually they have their own um, theme. So for Selangor particularly, our theme is youth development and employment. Why youth development? Because Selangor is actually has the highest number of young people in Malaysia, which is about 1.7 million youth. And we constitute about 18% of the total population of youth in Malaysia. So, so it, it makes sense to talk about youth development and employment among the young people in Selangor. So 
under these two uh, main category, youth developments and employment, we further break it down to education, entrepreneurship. Okay, uh, Ben, can you perhaps give us a bit of context uh, with regard to employment in the country, especially taking the factor the pandemic? Yeah, so we are doing survey on the annual basis. We actually asked students, about 25,000 students in the past, since uh, September 2019 to August 2020. So based on our data, today's youth, they are, they are expecting the salary is stagnant, still still quite stagnant, but we see an increase of uh, up to about 2007, the, the, the amount they're asking for. But in terms of employer, we also did a survey in last month. They are actually offering about 2007 to uh, 3,000 ringgit. Yeah? For mm-hmm. internship, it's about 1,000 ringgit in average. And 90% of them is interested in upscaling and willing to pay around 75 ringgit for a four-hour class. That was Ben Ho, founder and CEO of Talent Bank Group, one of the participants at Selangor Youth's Have a Say, an event that engaged with stakeholders for the upcoming Budget 2021. He's joined by Nurul Azwa, CEO of Selangor Youth Community. We're going for a short break. Stay tuned. I'm Hanif Baharudin and this is I Love KL on BFM 89.9. Stay tuned to BFM's Budget 2021 special brought to you by Masing. This BFM Budget 2021 special is brought to you by Marsing. BFM 89.9, you're listening to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. I'm Hanif Baharudin and in this episode, we're taking a retrospective look at an event organised by Selangor Youth Community together with the Ministry of Finance a couple of months back to engage with various stakeholders on what they want to see in the upcoming Budget 2021. The event was divided into two sessions, a private brainstorming session earlier in the day and a closed-door town hall session with the Minister of Finance, YB Senator Tengku Datuk Sri Safrol bin Tengku Abdul Aziz later in the evening. I was present as an observer during the brainstorming session and it was heartening to see a lot of stakeholders from various backgrounds and organisations putting forward their suggestions and proposals for a more wholesome budget for the people. Here's Azwa with some of the proposals made by the participants during the brainstorming session. Before I share the outcome, so maybe I can share a bit on the process, lah, uh, how we did the roundtable session. So basically, we invited 40 stakeholders to give out their suggestions. And then we also collaborated with the Perdana Fellows Alumni Association to moderate 10 groups. So all these 40 stakeholders, we divide them into 10 groups. This session led by Mr. Swajing Dan. So the scope of discussion was based on the four core pillars of Budget 2021, as mentioned by the Minister of Finance aimed at rebuilding a post-crisis economy, caring for the people, sharing the economy, sustainable living and enhancing public service delivery. So on top of that, we also emphasised four key areas on youth involvement to reflect the roles played by our young people to shape the country's economy over the near and long term. So the areas are youth development, employment, education and entrepreneurship. So the 10 groups, we divided them into these four areas. Um, Under youth development, the participants, uh, they discuss about gender equality, such as spending public investment in the care sector, 
by raising the quantity and quality of public operated childcare centers to enable stronger female labor participation. They also uh, discussed about the mental health issues, political and economic empowerment. Uh, besides that, other security issues uh, such as domestic violence, they, they suggest that the government, uh, for government to fund training and staffing to ensure the full and continued operation for the One Stop Crisis Center, OSCC. And for your information, domestic violence is not just that the husband uh, abused the wife. There are also cases where the violence came from the women. So there is a need lah, to fund for more training for this OSCC. Um, under education category, um, the participants discuss about industry and academia synergies and attainment gap. Um, their suggestion is that uh, for the government to formalize a trifecta of industry, government and academia in encouraging the formulation of relevant policy and research to ensure that the new labor force entrants, the fresh graduates, are equipped with the most up-to-date innovation and conducive skills. Um, that one under education. For employment, so basically the groups, the participants, they discuss about expanding quality jobs, improve the skill gaps, uh, adjustment to accelerated digitalization, as well as legal protection, especially for the gig economy. Uh, among the suggestion, among other suggestion, is that uh, for the government to convert the incentives made in the existing prihatin and penjana stimulus package to target the expansion of jobs in high productivity, economic complexity, and value-added sectors rather than generalize everything lah. And then under entrepreneurship, uh, the participants discussed about capitalizing on new growth areas such as giving out incentive and reward to the successful global expansion of high value added as well as improve the digital infrastructures available in the country. So um, actually representatives from the Ministry of Finance were also present during the session and the overall outcome of the discussion, we already sent it to the Ministry for their further action. Mm. Um, I understand that you said uh, even earlier prior to the event you've already had some pre-roundtable event and you've also sent your suggestions to the ministry as well, right? Uh, was it similar to the kind of um, discussions, the kind uh, of outcome that you had during the brainstorming session? Okay, um, the interesting part during the pre-roundtable discussion, right? Um, some of the agencies that we invited, they themselves have their own uh, set of proposals that they wish the government would look at. So I give example, uh, women's aid organization, they send a specific proposal on paternity leave. So they, they mentioned as well the paternity leave during the roundtable, which we also include in our uh, summary to the ministry. But we also, along that, we also submit um, the full set uh, proposal, the more specific proposal uh, on the paternity leave to the ministry. Mm, okay. There was also a closed-door town hall session afterwards uh, with the Minister of Finance during the same day. Uh, if you don't mind me asking, like, can you share a bit of what the session was like considering that it was a closed-door session, right? Uh, did your participants manage to raise important issues and points to the Minister? Okay, um, I think uh, let me let me just um, clear up the air a bit. Lah, eh? So when, when, when it's closed-door, um, it's actually because you would like to give a safe space for the participants to actually raise their opinions and give their feedbacks without uh, without worrying about being recorded. Um, so it gives them space lah to, to voice out. 
So um, the session is actually uh, started with a casual forum uh, featuring His Highness Tengku Amir and YB Senator Tengku Datuk Sri Zafrol, the Minister of Finance. The forum covered topics such as the challenges faced by young people during these uncertain times, especially related to their employment struggles and personal well-being. Then the session was then followed by almost a two-hour feedback session uh, where the participants can voice out their opinion and get an immediate response from the Minister of Finance. So among the hot topics that were mentioned uh, during the town hall is that, uh, like I mentioned just now, the paternity leave, lah, the, the paternity leave in the private sector raised by women in organisation. So WAO, the demand that the government should allow seven days paternity leave for workers in private sectors. According to them, introducing paternity leave sends the message that caregiving is a shared responsibility and such changes in social norms would help women to stay in the workforce. Um, besides that, we also have um, youth stakeholders uh, raise a question whether or not the government should make a radical change such as early mandatory retirement age to give way to the younger generation to gain employment. Besides that, we also have the evergreen request from our young people to revise the minimum wage to 1400 per month and to also increase basic salary for fresh grads. Um, some of the youth NGOs that were present also mentioned about the difficulty to get the tax exemption status because for them, right, they are doing good work for the community and it's not for profit. So they hope that the government will revise the requirements to apply for tax exemption status and make it easier for the NGOs to do their work. Um, of course, there were also mentions about um, healthcare system as in to provide incentive or grants for research and development in healthcare, as well as more allocation on healthcare awareness and prevention care. Mm, okay, yeah. So sounds not like there were a lot of suggestions uh, mm -hmm. given to to the minister, right? Ben, uh, maybe I can get you in to uh, also share a bit on your side uh, from the employment perspective. Um, how did you find the event, and did you consider some of the suggestions made to the minister, such as you know, uh, the increase uh, in minimum wage, and all those other things that Aswa mentioned just now, as uh, resonating with the market, um, based on your observation and based on your work. Yeah, of course, as a neutral party, we are not um, from academia or we are not from the employers. So we, are, we, we cannot make decisions on behalf of employers. But uh, on the employment perspective, I can see we have we have a lot of uh, suggestions from different leaders for us to, to, to push forward our own initiatives on a, on a private capacity. Yeah, and, and there are a lot of like factors uh, when it comes to employment these days, right? I think people tend to not only look at things like salary, uh, they also tend to, especially the youths these days, they tend to also focus more on work-life balance, right? Uh, what, what are some of the, I guess, feedback that you've heard from, from youths uh, today regarding employment and what, what are their expectations, for example, and what are their expectations towards the market and how uh, the market might serve them? We actually, uh, like what I did, the, the survey, right? We asked them uh, about work-life balance. So this is about their career goals. So of course, work-life balance is still their number one priority. Then number two, we put on st uh, job stability. Number three, contribution to society. Number four, we, uh, develop, developing a career plan. And last will be earning a professional certifications. So the work-life balance is still number one consideration mm. for you. Yeah, can, can you perhaps maybe elaborate what do they mean when it comes to work-life balance? What's their definition of work-life balance? From my observation working with uh, multiple universities and students, 
and also maybe a first first year or second year of working in uh, industry. Work life balance means to them it's supposed to be uh, they want it nine to five, maybe nine to six. Yeah, they do not want to receive tax from uh, the bosses anymore after six. But nowadays is is quite impossible because the bosses are expecting some flexibility as well because we are working in this uh, digital era, so it requires a very fast action. I would I wouldn't say all of them because actually about twenty to thirty percent of the, of the youth are still very efficient. They they are okay to accept uh, bosses taxing them or communicating with them even after work. Do you think that this kind of expectation matches the kind of expectations that employers have towards uh, potential employees? No, of course, of course, uh, for business owners, they want the employees to revert to them as fast as possible. But I would say work-life balance is still still a very important thing for mental health purposes. Uh, what about the pandemic? How is it affecting uh, the youths uh, in the sense of employment? Are they worried that they might not be able to get jobs? We are currently currently running a career fair, a digital career fair, and we notice uh, a lot of people are still applying for jobs, and they've even tried for more than hundred jobs, hundred applications. So it's it's quite difficult for a fresh grad to get a job, and we also ask career services center from different universities. The graduation probability rate has declined. Mm, okay, all right. Uh, so um, based on your personal, I guess, experience with it, Ben, uh, what was the key takeaway from this overall exercise? You know, the brainstorming session and also the uh, town hall session with the Minister of Finance. Do you find it useful? First of all, I must thank Say and MOF for, for organizing this. It's a good opportunity for us to exchange ideas with each other and sharing the thoughts contributing to the country. So this gives me a great insight uh, for the industry trends, especially on employment, entrepreneurship, industry academic synergies so we could support on the privacy, private capacity under, under Taylor Bank. So this will be my key takeaway. Because on the private capacity, we, we have to push our own initiatives to support the whole and the entire ecosystem. Will you be open to attending uh, future events like this uh, if you were invited again? Love to. Mm. Okay, all right. Uh, what about you, uh, Azwa? Uh, as the organizer, maybe you can, I guess, summarize some key takeaways that you have from the overall exercise with um, the stakeholders and the grassroots. Um, so basically, um, the summary of the key takeaway is that, um, like I mentioned before this, um, we have the four main categories under education. There's actually there's actually a lot of uh, a lot of takeaways uh, from the session, but it's, it's, it's an eye opening, and we are very pleased to see that the participants actually managed to convey their message, their inputs to the ministry and the ministry is very friendly to, to respond and as well as to take on their their opinions uh, into the into crafting the budget 2021. We are looking forward to see a, a, a great budget from them soon. Mm, okay. As for the kind of engagement that you had, uh, would you be looking forward to, I guess, organizing a lot more of this event? Even though, say for example, next year, if Dream Ministry didn't approach you to organize something along these lines, would you perhaps do it again? Yep, definitely. Because actually in our CIS roadmap, um, we are a three-year-old organization. Um, in our roadmap is that uh, within the five years of our establishment, we need to be involved in uh, public policy, such as crafting the budget, be involved with the youth policy in general. So definitely, definitely we are looking forward to organize a similar roundtable session and also town hall. 
where um, RMS himself will will champion uh, the cause. You've been tuning into I Love KL and you just heard from Nurul Azwa, CEO of Selangor Youth Community, organizer of Selangor Youths Have a Say, an event that engaged with various stakeholders to get their suggestions on Budget 2021. She's joined by one of the participants at the event, Ben Ho, founder and CEO of Talent Bank Group. That's all we have for this episode of I Love KL. If you miss any part of the show, you can check out the podcast at bfm.my slash ilovekl or app which you can find via Google Play and the App Store and also Spotify. Don't forget to also follow the station on Twitter at BFM Radio. My name is Sanif Baharudin and you have been tuning in to I Love KL, bringing you closer to the people and places of our capital city. Remember to maintain physical distancing and stay safe. Join us again next week only on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. This BFM Budget 2021 special was brought to you by Massing. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.